We're talking about faith and I want you to grab your Bibles and um, we're going to just throw a few things at you and it's going to be great. I'm really getting challenged by the Lord and as I'm studying faith and we've been preaching faith and sharing about faith because faith without faith, the Bible says you can't please God. You can't please God. Everything you do is by faith. If you can't utilize your faith to do something, be very circumspect about even doing it. Amen. I said last week, I'll go on record by saying, I don't drink. I have no faith to drink. Some people do. Some people can stop at one, two, but I have not any grace or any faith to drink. And it's, it's not about a law. The Bible doesn't even say you cannot drink. But the Bible talks about getting drunk. And the Bible talks about being vigilant and sharp and prayerful and mindful about God 24-7, every second of the day. So in that, because uh, it's incumbent on me to lead the church and to be very vigilant, I don't drink. Is that cool? And I have no faith to drink. I, I, you know, and that's all there is to it. So I use that as an analogy that anything you find yourself doing and you have no faith to do it, some of our young guys got themselves into trouble at one of the schools because they did some ridiculous stuff which I believe was not by faith. Not by faith. And they got themselves into trouble. In fact, they got themselves into very serious trouble. Can I just stop there, all right? Because, <laughs> because, oh, because, you know, you, you, that, I, I say that to the young people because you'll be able to work out you know, if you're getting yourself into trouble or not. Yeah, I've got faith to do that, to bless someone, to bake a, you know, to, to invite someone around for dinner. Yeah, I've got faith to do that. I've got faith to, to bless someone. I've got faith to pray for someone. And there's other things that you would try and do. But if you don't find faith, don't do it. So faith is a matter of choice. You can write that down. It's difficult to live by faith because not everyone agrees with what you do. Not, you know, and it goes sometimes against public opinion. Building this church and, and raising this church up and plonking this, raising this building out of the ground, I mean, there was a lot of contradictory uh, tones. There was a lot of resistance and discouragement. And, you know, and, and so we were given a lot of negative feedback to what we wanted to do. But faith says you've got to stand on your laurels of what God told you to do. And you, sometimes you're left on your Pat Malone. Uh, but so faith is not feelings. Faith is by resting, arresting God's will. And when this was, when this thing was challenged, uh, this, this DA to get this building approved by council, and I even had a close friend and they said, do you think we should stop, desist and withdraw our application? Stop spending our money because we'd spent a lot of money already. And I heard that person, and but I went to prayer in the morning on the land. I stood five o'clock on this land. I said, God, if this is presumptuous or is it by, or is, if this is faith, Lord, help me right now. And for about 20 minutes, I wrestled with God. But bang, after 20 minutes, God spoke to me. He said, son, stay with it. Stay with it. By faith, it shall be done. And it is my will. Do you know what I'm saying? So some things you've got to have to wrestle yourself. And it will go uh, against public opinion. 
the thing I want to try and uh, make a point of is the Word of God. I think for 010, who wants to do a good 010? Who wants to start fresh with a new game plan? This is what I honestly feel. The Word of God. Say the Word of God. If we can have our minds renewed to the, to the point where we agree with God's voice and agree with God's Word, uh, I believe situations, circumstance, sickness, poverty, whatever it may be, it can change in Jesus' name. If we stay with the Word of God, if we agree with the Word of God. Do you know what I'm saying? But you have to have a renewed mind. Daniel, you have to have a mind that says, I agree with the word of God, not with public opinion, not with my feelings, but I agree by faith, by your word that is true, that is living, that is a promise to us, to me. And in that, seemingly, things begin to go a lot better. Can we put up the first PowerPoint, I wonder, freedom will come when you... This is great. This is great. Thanks, guys. Faith is a matter of choice. And people of faith are usually positive people. They know that God can intervene. Negative people that whine, that complain, are usually people that have not a lot of faith that God can intervene, change things, and make things right. Do you know what I'm saying? Positive people are usually people of faith that say, look, it looks down, the mask snapped, we're lost at sea, the compass is broke, you know, there's a wild sea erupting. But I honestly believe that things will be all right. Who's with me on that? So faith can be a real strong disposition. And with that disposition, usually you get leadership. Say leadership. You get leadership that leads you on into great stuff. So freedom comes by agreeing with the Word of God. Next hearing God's word. Ah, freedom will come when you, yeah, hear God's word, believe God's word, and act on God's word. Did that just say that up there? Praise God. In fact, if you look at the Bible in John uh, 15, it says, if you abide in my word, you can ask for anything and it will be done. And I'm starting to get a new theme for 010. And we had a theme for this year, uh, faithfulness equals fruitfulness. But I honestly believe that the the, 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 the 010 year will be something like abiding in the Word. We need to abide in the Word. So this is great. I love this. Freedom will come when you hear God's Word, believe God's Word, act on God's Word. God's Word reveals who Jesus is. God's Word reveals what Jesus has done. God's Word reveals what Jesus wants through us. The Word of God is what you need in your Christian life. When I left school, I enrolled uh, my first... This is my first attempt at at, at full-time employment or a career. I enrolled at Sydney uh, College, Technical College, and I enrolled in land surveying, which I thought was a great job. Now, I'm glad I didn't, because it doesn't pay very well these days. And, um, and I started that in 75, and I got, I started it, and I got to the maths, I think it's called physics, of this whole deal called land surveying. 
And I started to flounder. And the teacher eventually came up to me and said, you're not doing so well here. How good did you do at maths at school? I mean, I got a credit in my school certificate, but he said, yeah, you're going to have to do extra work. You haven't done a lot of the formulas and, uh, you know, algebra and stuff. And I went, oh, no, because this was just way out of my depth, you know. And you know what I had to do? I had to pull the plug. And so then I went to uh, nursing because I knew maths. It was maths for me. It was always going to be a struggle. So I got real with myself. And I think for a Christian, if we if we don't get a handle on the Word of God yeah. and assimilate the Word of God, you can say, "Look, I just don't do the Word very well. I, I, I need to check out. Is there another religion I can do? What about Buddhism? What do you have to do with that? Do you need a lot of Word? No, you just." Or you could be a, some sort of other thing. I don't know. But, but with Christianity, can I just tell you, you must do the Word. You must learn the Word. You must do the Word. You must, you must walk by the Word. You must, you must live in the Word. You must have the Word living in you. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So with that revelation, I want to say that, that 010 will be a better year if you... If you stay with the Word of God. Let me say this. Jesus Christ r- rules, God rules through Jesus Christ through the Word of God. He just doesn't come by the power of the Spirit. He comes by the Word and the Spirit right now. I feel the Word and the Spirit right now in the house, Jules. But it's not by the Spirit. Some people would just like the Spirit fall over, bang, and you know, but you need the Word. You need the Word of God. You need the Word of God, but you need the infilling of the Holy Spirit too. Is that right? So it's a balance. That, uh, you know, and this is what we try and balance in the life of the church. We try and give people the Word and the Spirit. I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. When the Spirit speaks a word of faith to your heart, you have the choice to accept or reject the Word. The Holy Spirit urges you to believe and act in abeyance to that word that God says. John 8.31. Can I have that scripture please? John 8.31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching and really are my disciples, that means this, if you hold to my word, if you hold to my word, if you hold to my word, if you obey and live in accordance live in rhythm, live in harmony of my word, if my word abides in you and you abide in my word, 32, then, say then, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Who wants to be set free? More free. Who would like just to be totally set free in every way, in every, every dimension? I mean, of course you would. Romans 10, 17 says it like this. Consequently, and we're talking about faith, who wants faith? Who wants more faith? Faith will come like this. Faith, Romans 10, 17, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Let me just help you understand um, what the church is about. Uh, Some people still... And I thought this was fantastic when this was given to me. Church is this. Church is, well, it's here by design of the gospel, by the word. Church is here by the word of God, by the gospel. 
We're saved by the gospel. Who believes that? The church is here by reason of the gospel, by the word of God. Amen? Yeah, I like that. But then the other component of the word, because the the gospel is a message. The, the, The gospel is a message. It's news. It's good news. The message is good news. The the second component... No, you can leave that. Just forget that. The second thing is, is that it's mission-centered. So in the life of the church, the the church is word-centered and mission-centered. Do you like that? And then in that, we're supposed to commit. The Bible says every which way that we're supposed to commit to the gospel... And we're supposed to commit, the second thing is, is to the community of faith, the church. But the word, the gospel, has a mission. And so when you connect to the church, by reason of the gospel, of the word, is at the center of the church, and then by reason of the mission of the word, because the word must be proclaimed, that's why we have missionaries and why we have preachers and why you yourself can testify and witness, at the center of the church, again, is the Word of God, which is a message, which is good news for everyone, that we can be saved from darkness, that we can be saved from this situation of being separated from God. That is at the center of the church. The next thing alongside that, but, is the mission, is this mission that we're on. And that God is on. God sent His Son. He's ascending God. He sent Pastor, He sent Julie and Phil. He sent this church and sent you to be a part of this church. We're on a mission. There's no other way around to say it but that. The second major component of church life is that this is a community of faith where we enact the Word of God. We actually perform the Word on each other. We love each other. We support each other. We pray for each other. We get into teams and we do ministry and we have all this great outreach and we, we're in the schools, we're overseas. We combine our resource of prayer, of, of passion, of talent, of giftedness and we're putting all that together as a community of faith. Now, in that understanding, you can find your identity in Christ. Because when you're saved in Christ, it's that reason that God has saved you is to be a part of the community called the community of faith. And that's why people, when, they, when they're outside the church and they don't connect, when they don't connect with the, with the family, with the, with the people of God and become a community of faith, loving each other, living with each other, outworking God's plans through each other that people lose definition. Thousands of people, they tell me, on the Central Coast right now, out of church that have lost definition for living. Isn't that a shame? But when you press up against the church as a gospel church, as a mission mission church, and as a community of faith church, it's there where you find your identity and you find definition for living it's so simple so simple 
point. We should study the word, live by the word, act out the word through the community of faith, sharing lives, truth applied and lived out. Conclusion, we need to be enthusiastic about the truth and the mission, the gospel and the mission, and we need to be enthusiastic about relationships and community. Let me just get one more point across to you, and it would go like this. Uh, When you have someone that says, well, prove God to me, and I'm trying to build a case about how we need to, uh, I guess, hang our whole Christian life off this hook called the Word of God, not off miracles. Some people just want a touch of God. Some people want a vision. Some people want, want a word, a prophetic word in their life. But the Bible says it like this. You just grab your Bible. This is fantastic. John 14, verse 8. Here's a guy called Philip. He's got one L like my name because I was named after this guy. Philip said to Jesus in John 14, verse 8. If you can try and put that up, guys, John 14 verse 8. I know I didn't give it to you. I'm talking about the word. I'm talking about faith. So when someone says, you prove God to me, give me some logical, persuasive, you know, doctrinal, give me some logical conclusion, Sarah, as your, some of your friends, because you're very uh, gifted in academia and you've got some very smart friends dismayed how you got saved. You're a smart girl, Sarah. How could you... Uh, you got saved eight, nine, ten weeks ago. How could you allow that to happen? Why would you subscribe to such an idle notion? Blind faith. You, help me. Explain it to me. Show me, God. And this is Philip saying to Jesus, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. Show us God. And that will be enough for us. Philip wanted a vision of God. He wanted a spiritual experience. I don't know, a display of glory, an act of power. But what he got was a man talking. For Jesus said in response, anyone who has seen me has seen God, the Father. God is revealed in the person of Jesus and the words I say to you. John 14, verse 9 and 10, you will find the statement, The words that I say to you. Jesus continues and he says, The words I say to you are not just my own, rather it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. John 14, 10. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. We expect Jesus to probably say something like, Through the words I say, the Father is speaking his words. But he goes further. He says this, Through the words of Jesus, the Father is doing His work. Through the words of Jesus. And God is at work today through the proclamation of the gospel, through the preaching, and even through your words. God is at work if you can get the word of God out. Who's with me on this one? You know, that's why at the youth group, man, the youth have a hundred kids here. Some of them are visitors and they're mocking the occasion. Uh, Do you get that? Some kids are mocking because they run into this environment called a youth group and they come, they have a great time pre-party, but then they have the God stuff in the middle, then they have the after party. But in the God moment, the, the visitors, the unsaved youth kids 
ago. My God, what are these? What are my friends doing? They're lifting their hands. They're singing praises to God. And they begin to mock or get disinterested or just laugh. But it doesn't matter. Andrew and the team, as long as they continue to proclaim the word of God, God performs his word. And you just got to stay on that game plan because it's by the word of God. You know, we could try and do more music, more games. Oh, they don't like to worship God. Okay, let's back the worship off. Let's back the word off. Let's back it off. Let's do more games, more worship. But hang on. The Bible says, and Jesus is saying, by the words, God is working. He's performing miracles. He's doing what he's got to do. Amen? Who's with me on this? It's by the word, but we want a vision. We want experience. We want this major doctrinal argument that says God is, but it probably will never happen. It's going to happen by you just be faithful to what Jesus said. I've got to... Got better reasoning for this. Here, here we go. And of course, God is known by his words. Let's have a look at this. John fourteen ten. did I say that? We expect Jesus to say, through the words I say, the Father is speaking his words. But he goes further. He says, through the words of Jesus, the Father is doing his work. And God is at work through us, through his word. I said that. Whoever believes in me will also do... Now, if you can read down further, is this in John fourteen twelve? Help me. John 14, 12. Whoever, and then he says this, then Jesus says this. Whoever, that's you and I, believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. God will do his work as we proclaim the word of Jesus. The greater works are not flashier miracles are not flashy miracles to outdo Jesus, but they're a bit like this. John defines the greater work. John 5.20. Can you put that up, folks? Can you put John 5.20 up? And if you go to John 5.20, verse 24, I'm nearly done. I'm trying to give you something here that's going to help you. This is going to resurrect your faith in the Word of God. John 5, verse 20. John the Apostle John, now he defines the greater work. I think we've said sometimes, Mark, that you're going to do greater things as, as, as though we're going to do a greater miracle than raising Lazarus or something. Or we're going to do a greater miracle than, you know, turning wine from water or something. But, or we're going to do more miracles. But let me propose to you that the miracle is a bit like this. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom He will. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes Him who sent me has eternal life. The greater work, the greater work is to bring people to eternal life through our proclamation of the gospel. Do you see that? Do you see that? 
As we stick to the task of proclaiming the gospel, Jesus gives us a lovely promise. And in John 14, 13, he says, I will do whatever you ask in my name. If you only preach the word, if you speak the word, give credence to the word, if you elaborate on the word, if you teach the word, if you proclaim it, decree it, pray it. He says this, he gives us this promise. He says, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the son may bring glory to the father. The greater works Jesus promises to do through our words is about salvation. God rules through his word. Christianity is a word-based religion. It's, it's word-centered. God rules through the gospel word. And, and I, just got, I think I've got time. Five minutes, I think I've got time to do this. It's a bit like this. In the beginning, when the earth was formless and empty, God said... Uh, Guys, Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 1, verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. And then Jeremiah 4, 23. This is what happens when there's no word. This is what happens, formless and empty. Let's have a look at this. In the beginning, when the earth was formless and empty, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Through the word, he brought order out of chaos and light out of darkness. When God's word is heard, chaos and darkness. When God's word is not heard, chaos and darkness close in again. Now, Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 4.23, when Jeremiah is given a vision of God's coming judgment, he says, I looked at the earth. Now, this is God bringing judgment now. God is saying, this is not good. My people are living outside my word. They're disobedient to my word. And Jeremiah pronounces judgment. And it goes like this, Jeremiah 4.23. I looked at the earth and it was formless and empty. That could be someone's home. That could be a city. I believe when we first turned up in Wyong, there was a bit of that happening. It was formless and empty. And people used to say when they drove through Wyong, they felt, you know, that it was a bit vacant of life, of, of light. And, but guess what? We saw it change and change and change. We went, we went from Wyong High School to being be one of the worst schools on the Central Coast to being in the top 10% high schools on the Central Coast. Wyong High School now is one of the most decent and blessed schools on the Central Coast. We saw this uh, drabness, almost poverty-stricken people be revitalized by, I believe, the Word and a people of God that turned up, began to pray, and Wyong began to change. In fact, now they say Wyong is a sweet country town. There's no other place to live uh, on the coast like Wyong uh, and outside Wyong. It's, it's almost like God has, by his word, turned around chaos. Darkness has been repelled. Light has come. And there's order. In fact, the new Baptist minister down the road, he says, who's just taken over the Wyong Baptist Church, he said... My God, I heard all these stories about Wyong. But I've turned up and Wyong is blessed. 
I've stood, I've stepped into the, the greatest days of this place. The fraternal is great. They, they get on like a house on fire. There's ministry in all the schools. Uh, there's great chaplain there at Wyom High. Garth, you're doing a great job. And uh, Christian, Wyom Christian. And um, we got a chaplain in Wyom High School. But the Word of God, we spoke the Word of God from Chapman Hill from 97 with guys like Ty McDonald. We got up on Chapman Hill from 1996 to 2001 or two for seven years, we prayed the word of God over this great city, over this town, this region. And we declared the life of God. And we declared the life of God. Man, that's what we did. Month after month, year after year, wild changed. It's like a Bible belt. And it's like when people do drive through now, they go, oh, this is a nice town. Might buy a house here. Might send my kids to school here, whatever. The Word of God can change your life, our church, our city. Speaking the Word, in the beginning it was void, dark, chaos. But then the Holy Spirit was brooding over the earth. And then God spoke we got to speak the word folks we got to speak the word into our life into our family into our ministries into our church into our situation and i have i've been lord we need some asphalt strange prayers to pray isn't it now you, you mean you prayed for souls no i was praying for asphalt uh, and i've been asking these guys down here that we used to use their offices lord uh, I'm asking for hundreds of tons of asphalt. And he's scratching his head. He said, gee, that's, that's okay. You want asphalt? I said, yes, Lord. We, our road, our driveway is pretty pitiful. We had a brand new BMW get bogged when it was raining and he hasn't come back since. So. Um, and so yesterday, day before Friday, I got a phone call from the boss and he said I've got, got some asphalt for you I said is that right what just a truck he said oh no we've got 300 ton we want to bring in Sunday night tonight and tomorrow night which will be enough to do our driveway thousands of dollars worth of materials that they're pulling up from Tookley there somewhere God doesn't want us to spend money on asphalt does he I'd rather spend it on missionary work and spend it on souls. And, and so we're going to plonk it down on the end of our car park and then refurbish this old driveway. It's the Word of God. I've got more to that preach. And, 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 and listen to me. God has always been trying to have His people be, obeying, be obedient to the Word of God. And, and then the people said, well, we just don't want to follow the the letter of the law we want a real leader we want a king and then god said okay you want a king i'll send you a king then he sent the prophets along the king to the prophets were sent alongside the king to follow the word do you get that in the old testament the prophets were there to say king you got to follow the word you got to do the word you got to be obedience to the word you got you got to you got to subscribe to the word and as long as the king followed the word the nation prospered and God's promise, God's will was, was 
was um, performed and blessed the nation. When the people rebelled and were disloyal to the word of God like Adam and Eve, and God said, don't touch that one tree. That's my word. Don't touch it. All the other trees are good. One in the middle, don't touch that. But guess what happened? Satan came and said, did God really say that? Did God really say by, by the stripes you would be healed? Don't, did, did God really say that, that you know, all things are possible in Christ? Yes, he did. And I think, I think we need to be absolutely committed to the word of God for 010. Let's all stand, God bless you. Even myself, even myself, I feel God's challenging me. God's challenging me to go back to the Word of God, believe in the Word of God, live the Word of God, believe in the promises of God. Let me just pray for you and believe that by His Word, that we can be healed, that we can be saved, your friends can be saved. Why don't you pray the Word of God? Your life is in the Word of God. The church is birthed through the gospel, through the Word of God. The church is here by reason of the Word, not by any signs of wonders. Julie and Phil didn't see an epiphany of God and give birth to this church we just simply believed in the gospel in the great commission we just believed in that and we said Lord God for the reward of your suffering we will be faithful to you we will trust you we will acknowledge you and if we proclaim your word if we preach your word if we declare your word over the circumstances and over the situations of people's lives, they will be set free. I trust in your word. I believe in your word. I believe I'm saved by your word. I simply choose to believe in your word. And what you've said, your promises are true. Yes and amen. Lord, I, I, I just simply say, you are faithful to your word. Not one dot, not one letter, not one word will prove false. But Lord, in your awesome, wonderful, powerful, majestic ways, your word will prove faithful to do what you said it could do Lord I'm asking and believing that even now that you're performing your word Jesus said himself I just speak the father's word I just speak God's word and father God performs his word there were ones that believed in Jesus for the miraculous signs of turning water into wine but he said about those he said, I don't trust their faith. They, they have faith built on some sign and wonder. But then the scripture goes on to say, Jesus 
You said you would rise from the dead. You said you would rise from the dead. And you have, we believe, and have faith in your word. And God says, that's the sort of faith that you can live by. Faith that will stand up against all the trials and all the tribulations. When your health is down, when you've lost a loved one, he said, that faith, the faith that believes in my word, is the faith that will persevere and endure through the hard times, not the faith that believes just in signs and wonders. So, Lord, I pray this morning, today, that, Father, our faith would be, Lord, absolutely built upon your word, that we would trust in your word, that we would live by your word, that we would abide in your word, that we would trust in your word. Forgive us, Lord, if we've been living by feelings. Forgive us, Lord, if we've been living by good intentions. Forgive us, Lord, if we've been just living just with a sense of, I just believe. But God, you want us to have faith, strong faith, Faith that can move mountains. Faith that can change circumstances. Faith that can see people healed. Faith that can see people saved. Faith that can build the church and do all things in Christ Jesus. Amen. This morning, I want to pray for anyone that feels like they just need a divine connection with God. Maybe you feel like you're separated from God somehow. That somehow you feel like you're adrift. But God says, if you believe in His Son, Jesus, you can be saved. You can be forgiven. You can be connected to God. If you, if you have faith and if you can acknowledge Jesus as your protector, as your provider, as your sustainer, as the lover of your soul, if you can acknowledge Jesus this morning, guess what? Guess what? You can have salvation you can have eternal life maybe that's you this morning maybe you feel disconnected from god and you just need to say lord i need real faith in what you said that what you said through your gospel that by believing in you i can be saved if that's you i want to pray for you this morning i want to pray for you if if that's you God wants to bless you, heal you, anoint you, set you free because you believe in His Word. If that's you, I want to pray for you. After three, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. I want to see that hand just to be able to pray for you. If that's you, if you need a divine connection through faith in God, I want to pray for you right now. Just lift up your hand from the front to the back, to the side to the side. If that's you, if that's you, if you're in the house, if you need faith this morning, and if you need something, here's the other one. If you need healing in your body, if you need healing in your body, we believe God can heal your body. We want to pray for you this morning. We want to believe for your body to be healed. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to quickly come on out. Quickly come on out right now in Jesus' name. Or if you just need a new level of faith. Yeah, come on out, just quickly. Just quickly. Our time is gone. Our time is gone. Just quickly come. 
and let's believe the Lord is blessing people, healing people. Just quickly come. Just quickly come.